Good morning, everybody. It's very nice to see you all here. Um, my name is Asil Sadbaeva. Um, I suppose my talk is going to be um, very much um, following in the footsteps of the two previous talks because um, it's a very, um, I will be talking about my academic career and the way I did it and uh, possibly the way I will be doing it in the future too, yeah. So I just wanted briefly to say where I was born. I was born in a little country called Kyrgyzstan. Um, it's right in the middle of Central Asia. It's a very small country. It used to be part of the Soviet Union before. And uh, because I was born before the, the breakup of the Soviet Union, um, most of my education at school was done um, in the Soviet Union. But fortunately for me, the breakup of the Soviet Union happened um, when I was finishing my school, uh, which meant that when I went to the university, the Iron Curtain fell and uh, there was a possibility to go out of the country. So I did my first degree in Kyrgyzstan. Uh, that was five years master's degree. And um, I very easily enrolled into a PhD program there. So I got a scholarship and I could have stayed there to do my PhD. But at the time, I actually really wanted to go away. And I really wanted to come to UK to do my PhD. So at the same time, I started volunteering work. It was uh, just small jobs in the British Council where I was just helping around. And through British Council, I found a scholarship um, in Cambridge to which I applied. And to my surprise, I got it. So in 2001, I uh, came to Cambridge. At that time, um, a lot of different things happened which affected my career. One of them, um, th there were several things. So firstly, I've changed my subject um, to mineral physics. Um, that was a big change. And um, of course, it was that harder to actually to start from the very beginning again. And also, I met my husband at that time and we got married in 2002. He's an academic too, so we do, we too have a uh, two-body problem. So this is me and my husband. So in 2005, just after I, I finished my PhD, my husband was offered um, a postdoc position in States. And that was the advice we were given. You should go to States and you should, um, you should do some work there. I didn't have a job, so I followed my husband. And uh, um, because of the visa issues, uh, I couldn't work for first six months. So while I was waiting for um, my work permit, I was still writing papers, um, doing some odd bits after my PhD. But at the time, I was, um, I was really feeling quite bad. I was really feeling really tired after my PhD. And I was thinking, I was questioning whether I really want to stay in academia or not. And of course, after just finishing PhD, I knew I have a PhD, I should be an academic, but do I really want to? And it was really a big question. So um, when I got my work permit, I was offered a very short position for six months um, to do a quick postdoc. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll try this and see how it goes. And actually six months suited me really well because I thought it's just gonna be a test to see whether I, w I will want to stay in academia or not. So I started working um, with um, these two men, Mike, Mike Thorpe and um, Simon Billinge. And they were really great. They were really great mentors. They were really great bosses to me. Um, the project which I was working on was not exactly what I wanted to work on, but at the time I didn't know what I wanted to work on. So it suited me. 
So I was looking at actually modeling of um, some manganites and cuprate st uh, structures. The project was going really well. We were publishing very interesting papers. But again, I was thinking, is that really what I want to do? And the answer was probably not quite. At the same time, I started talking to this third professor, Mike, Mike Tracy. So Mike Tracy worked all his life on zeolites. And um, I knew that. We started talking. We, we looked at some glasses together and then started looking at zeolites. And gradually, very gradually, I, I, there, there wasn't like a moment of a light bulb, you know. There wasn't a um, big change. It was all very gradual. Gradually, I actually decided, you know what, zeolites are very interesting. That's what I want to do. And uh, I suppose it also helped that I had a really good paper at that time published on zeolites. That was my first paper on zeolites. And that really set my career in that direction. And I decided that's what I want to do. Um, at the same time, we didn't have um, children while we were in Arizona, but we started dancing competitively. And that was a really great hobby. So I think it was the best time in terms of life-work balance for us because we had this great <coughs> hobby which we enjoyed socially, um, physically. Um, it was great fitness, and also we had very good time working. In terms of um, my husband and me working together, you, you were saying that you, you and your wife were working at the adjoining floors. We were actually working in the same office, <laughs> <laughs> so we were that close. And it was brilliant time for us, actually. And unfortunately, it also meant that we were doing science pretty much all the time, at work and at home, obviously, because we were continuing talking about different things. Um, so this is us dancing. Then in 2007, um, that was, um, so we've done three years of, post of postdocing there, and we asked Mike, um, our boss, should we stay or should we go, what should we do? And his piece of advice was, well, I have money, I can actually keep you here as postdocs, but for your sake, if you want to be academics, you'd better go and find something for yourself and actually develop into independent researchers. And I think that was actually really great advice. Although it felt to us like he was kicking us out at the time, it was actually really good for us. So we started looking around and um, I, got, uh, I, offer, I was offered Glaston Fellowship in Oxford and my husband said to me, well, in 2005, you followed me to Arizona, so this time I will follow you. We came to Oxford, and my husband got a postdoc position at the University of Warwick at the time. Again, lots of things happened. Um, I started working with Peter Edwards, who was uh, my mentor. Um, and at that time, I also decided that actually this is my time to have a child. So I went on maternity leave toward the end of my Glaston Fellowship. Um, me and my daughter. Um, it was actually a really hard time towards the end of the fellowship because my fellowship was coming to an end, my, husband, my husband's job was coming to an end, and we were really not sure what's going to happen next. And um, actually, my husband was o offered Leverhulme Fellowship pretty much two weeks before Melinda was born. And I was uh, offered a URF, um, University Research Fellowship, a week after she was born. So it's a really great time for us, <laughs> both in terms of family and in terms of um, career. So I was really happy that I've got my URF at the time and uh, I thought everything is going to be fine now. But my husband's position was only for two years. 
And obviously, by the end of it, it was really worrying what, what, what we're going to do next. We, we were not sure. And you see, we decided pretty much from the beginning that for us, the most important thing was to stay together. We, we've seen a lot of couples where um, they take separate careers, they go in different countries. And okay, it works for some people, but for us, we decided it's not going to work. We want to be together. That meant, of course, that maybe our careers would have been better if we went into separate ways, but that was our choice. And uh, my husband's uh, um, position pretty much finished in 2012. He was trying to apply to different places, but of course I, with my fellowship, didn't really want to move into, um, into many universities. And then in the end um, I was offered um, a position at the University of Bath in 2012. And that was a, a really good move for us because um, firstly, um, I could move my fellowship to the University of Bath and I was promised um, a lectureship after that, but also I was able to negotiate a second position for my husband. And he's been offered now a lectureship, which, which is really great. And now we again are working at the same university, which is brilliant for us. So I guess um, my tips are, um, uh, don't afraid to ask for help um, because I've actually asked a lot of people for help and uh, I've got loads of great advice and lots of help and actually until you ask you might not get any help so you need to sometimes ask for help. I always, I always advocate to have a hobby and to have a social life because I think that um, you really need to have a life um, work balance. Because just being in the lab, I don't know, for me, it just doesn't work. I really need to have a hobby. Prioritize what's most important for, for you. And I think that really came through very strongly in um, Professor Yellowley's yeah. talk, where you really need to think what's the most important thing for you. So for us, for example, it was to be together. And that's what we prioritized. And um, it, it, it's really working for us but you really need to think what's the most important thing for you and then make decisions. And also, there is another thing which um, I, I waited for a long time to have a child because I always thought, oh, this is not a perfect time. But actually, there isn't perfect time for anything. There isn't perfect time for having children. There isn't perfect time for getting married, for changing career, for moving, for anything. <laughs> you make that time perfect for you. So it's only you who can make it ideal and good, good time. So yeah, that's, that's all I think. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>